What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. My name is Jillian Lee Garner. And I'm Courtney Bell. As we all know, every day millions take to the internet to find love, lust, a little something in between. While some of these hangouts result in exciting new relationships, some become devastating dates with death. We're about to share with you the story of one such deadly online connection and hopefully how you can avoid it. It's time for I Met My Murderer Online. The internet has become a necessary part of our lives. We turn to the digital world to do literally everything Mm -hmm. from buying household essentials to finding the love of your life. Many use the internet to job hunt. However, in the case of Meredith Chapman, an online job search led to a deadly situation. So a little bit about our dear Meredith Chapman. She was a hopeless romantic. Like, she just wanted to be in love, loved love, just looking for kind of that perfect person, that perfect Mm -hmm. match. She was very driven. She was very driven, extremely smart, hated bananas, relatable, and loved the color green. Also relatable. She loved pop music, had every song from Ed Sheeran downloaded. And a little bit about her job was that she actually taught digital communication class at the University of Delaware. And she was so young. She was so young, which made her really loved by her students because they loved how dynamic she was. And for a digital communication class, it's nice to have someone Mm -hmm. who's kind of a millennial that grew up with technology. Mm -hmm. And she would always tell her students this quote. She would say, behave. What happens today will go viral tomorrow. Mm. Yeah, I think that's always good to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. She was the press secretary for a U.S. congressman. How badass I is I know. That? And she was a local TV producer and put together a documentary about Vice President Biden at the time. Mm. At 30, she announced her candidacy for Delaware State Senate. She was 4'11". Tiny but mighty. I mean, she, to me, just sounds like a person that I would want to be friends with. Yeah, we 100% would have been friends with her. Yeah, so many things in common. I mean, I 100% am a hopeless romantic. I can't even stop. But Same. You know, she's Give just... me a rom-com and some tissues, and I'm in for Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Such a driven, wonderful woman. Yes. But before we get more into her story... In the age of social media, it's easy to believe that somebody's life is flawless. If you were to look at Mark and Janeiro Gerardo's Instagram or Facebook pages, you would find a loving married couple. 
Mark even posted a photo of Janair with the caption, my birthday present 24-7. I'm a lucky guy. But Mark's luck ran out when an affair led to jealousy, divorce, and two dead bodies. Mark and Janair Gerardo met as teenagers in 1986. This is law enforcement expert Eldridge Armstrong. Their paths crossed again as adults. They started dating. They got married in 1993 when they were in their mid-twenties. It was a perfect love story straight out of a movie until Mark met Meredith Chapman and set off a chain of events that culminated in a tragic night. The romantic comedy turned into a horror movie. This is investigative journalist Joe Garner. Mark was shy and Janair was bold. They were the definition of opposites attract. Janair was Mark's first serious girlfriend, and Mark was drawn to Janair's confidence. She took the reins in their relationship. According to Mark, she even made the first move, asking him, are you going to ask me out or what? Mark loved it. Mark says, we were happy. Couldn't imagine not being with her for the rest of my life. The couple, while appearing happy on the outside, did have their problems. Their differences originally drew them together, but they also caused tension. Friends told reporters that the two had, quote, intense disagreements, and Mark described their fights as, quote, epic, saying that Janair would win every argument because, quote, she always is going to have the last word. Well, maybe if you got a job, we wouldn't have to worry Me about get a job, you so get a job. Oh. One of the main reasons couples fight is because of money. The Gerardos were no exception. Both Mark and Janair worked in marketing, and the 2008 financial crisis hit them hard. They hit a rough patch in their marriage. In 2011, the two moved to South Carolina, and the move seemed to help the relationship. Sparks flew again, reigniting their love. In 2017, things took a turn for the worse when Janair was let go from her job. She lost her fiery personality, and her confidence was at an all-time low. Janair struggled to find a new job, so the couple decided to do the same thing that worked for them back in 2011, move to a new city and start over. Mark started applying for jobs in various places and received an invitation to interview with the marketing department at the University of Delaware. The interview would be with the person who would be his immediate supervisor, a woman named Meredith Chapman, the director for digital communications. While Meredith was 15 years younger than Mark, there was an instant connection. Meredith was confident and great at her job. Janair, however, had been at a low point for months, and their marriage was not as strong as it once was. And Mark Gerardo recalls falling for Meredith. I fell in love with someone unexpectedly. We both didn't expect it, and we didn't know what we were going to do. It just took us both by surprise, so we kept it completely under wraps until we Each of us decided how we were going to handle the situation. In November 2017, Mark got the job and moved up to Delaware. Janair stayed behind for six weeks to lease their house before joining him. And those six weeks changed everything. Mark and Meredith had a lot in common and started growing closer. In addition to working together, they would go out to dinner and grab drinks. What began as a professional relationship slowly grew more and more intimate. Mark says they both confided in each other about how unhappy they were in their respective marriages. She and her husband were divorcing as well, and we were going through it together, commiserating about each other's situation. There were incidents where Janair would 
in some way stalk her. She would try to reach out on social media and trying to connect with her. In one, one instance, there was a confrontation, a physical confrontation in a restaurant bar. And Meredith's reaction was more of anger than it was fear. And again, if there was any amount of worry, it was for me and having to get out of the situation because it just wasn't good for anybody. But there was a, what we thought was a means to an end. There was a date where Janair and I were not going to live together anymore and we were going to file a petition for divorce. And so that's what we were all aiming for at the time. And it was stressful for all of us. Their friendship quickly progressed into romance. And four weeks after Mark moved to Delaware, he and Meredith had their first kiss. Mark would later tell reporters about how his relationship started with Meredith. He said that Meredith was telling him such a different story than his wife. A quote from Mark reads, that just made an impression on me. Here's this woman who I think is amazing saying that she thinks I'm a wonderful man. He went on to say that he had never received these kinds of compliments from Janair. Mark said he felt guilty after the first kiss, but he said that he could not ignore their connection. He said he felt enthralled by Meredith. And he continued to say that to shut it down just didn't feel right. I had to at least find out what it was that drew us together. And he was feeling unfulfilled in his marriage, but he wasn't alone. Meredith's marriage was also on the rocks. Meredith and her husband, Luke Chapman, were married in 2009. Luke was a former Newark city councilman, but he wasn't the only politician in the marriage. In 2016, Meredith had an unsuccessful run for the Delaware Senate. Not long after, she started at the University of Delaware. She and Luke also hit a rough patch in their marriage, and that was likely what drew them together. 45 days after Mark moved to Delaware, Janair joined him. Almost instantly, she noticed something seemed off. Mark seemed more distant than ever before, and she was right. During those six weeks, Mark and Meredith had moved quickly, already having said, I love you, before Janair moved in. Oh, yeah. The minute you saw Meredith, you wanted to move here. Don't lie. You're not answering my question. Oh, question? You don't? I don't know you anything. I don't know you anything. I know Janair noticed that Mark had mentioned Meredith's name quite a bit. Mark thought he was being careful, only bringing her up when they talked about work. But Janair started to become suspicious. She brought it up to Mark, but he denied everything. Janair kept pushing, and somehow she seemed to know details that would have been impossible for her to know. What is wrong with you? You have no right to get upset at me. Are you upset because you're getting caught? Two months passed before she finally receives confirmation from Mark that her suspicions were true. Right before Valentine's Day in 2018, Mark comes clean and tells her that he was having an affair with Meredith. But unfortunately, I, it was hard to hide. And my wife began to suspect that there might be something going on. And unfortunately, I denied everything. But eventually, I came out, let her know. And it, it, there was a mixed reaction. But Janair isn't surprised. She had already known the truth, and Janair had a confession of her own. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mark Gerardo had been married for close to 25 years when he met Meredith Chapman and began his affair. While he was done with his marriage, his wife, Janair, had other plans. After Mark confesses to his affair with Meredith Chapman, Janair confesses that she has also been hiding something. She had hired a company to spy on Mark's phone, giving her access to his text and call history, as well as photos of him and Meredith together, explaining why she knew so many details before Mark's confession and why she wasn't surprised at all by the affair. This is law enforcement expert Aldridge Armstrong. Mark and Janera started attending marriage counseling, hoping to solve their problems. But neither the affair nor Janera's spine would end there. Shortly after starting counseling, Mark was leaving the house when he felt something in the lining of his coat. At first, he thought it was a security tag. He found a recording device that had been planted by his wife. When he approached her about the device, she said that she wanted to know the extent of his relationship with Meredith. She was convinced that the two of them were concocting some type of plan, and Janair wanted to be ahead of them. What's in the jacket? What are those wires in the friggin' jacket with the microphone? You tell me. Huh? You tell me! God, you're such a jerk. You are such a jerk. You're still what cheating on me. You are still cheating on me after you told me it stopped. We've been in you, therapy for weeks, yeah, and, you and you've told, been sitting there every and week. And you told the therapist that you've been bugging me? Have you bugged the car? Oh, what right do you have to be upset right now? You are the liar. You are the cheat after How? 30 years of marriage. What? Mark and Janair's marriage continued to crumble, and Mark said that he wanted to file for divorce in May 2018 when they legally could, having moved to Delaware so recently. While Mark had another relationship and job, Janair had nothing. She still hadn't been able to find a job since she was laid off in late 2017. This is when Janair put her own plan into action. One that would end with two dead bodies. Do you blame her, Courtney? For all of the investigations that she was doing? For all of the tapping of the phone, the planning. I think it's just so easy to say, well, if you don't trust him, leave. There's no way that we could comprehend what it's like to know that you have just spent all of that time with another human being. I understand that there's no excuse for an invasion of privacy. Mm -hmm. However, when somebody is completely invading your trust and making you feel insane and they're not giving you the honest truth, Mm -hmm. I do think that there is a certain level of justification Mm -hmm. for doing what you need to do to make yourself feel sane and maybe not wanting to immediately leave a person because what if you're making it up? I don't know. I I couldn't even imagine empathizing in either direction because I, I don't know. It's so easy to say, well, you know, she was suspecting something. You should just leave when it's like you have 25 years yeah. of love and hardships and finance tied together. Like, right. it's just not that simple. This is investigative journalist Joe Garner. After finding out about the extent of Janair's spying, Mark decided he wanted to get a divorce. Janair didn't handle the news well. Her mental health began to deteriorate and she became suicidal. Mark convinced her to start therapy and things did seem to get better with her depression and and anger. 
Mark was surprised by the sudden shift in her demeanor, but he didn't want to do anything to change it. Janera said that she was okay with getting a divorce, but wanted to spend some time together before it was official. Mark agreed reluctantly, so he wouldn't upset her. He wanted to make this separation as painless as possible, despite the immense pain he had already caused Janera. She wanted to get dinner and discuss the divorce on April 23rd, 2018, and Mark agreed, hoping the night would be peaceful and provide closure. Mark went to the restaurant and sat at the bar waiting for Janair. My wife was like, supposed to meet me for dinner because we were still having those kinds of conversations. What are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about that? We were still taking walks in the state park with our dog that we had just had done prior to that 24 hours before. And so never could I have expected what happened. She didn't show up at the restaurant and we had some exchange of texts that got pretty touchy and I suspected something was up. I wasn't sure what. At first she texted him, letting him know she was running late. Later, she texted him a text saying that she wasn't going to make it at all and he should go home. Maybe Mark wasn't gonna have to sit through that awkward dinner after all. He was hopeful that this was a good sign. But Janera's texts don't stop there. Next, Marx receives a text from her that contained a picture of a condom in a trash can. Mark knew instantly that it was a garbage can outside of Meredith Chapman's home. Janera would send three more texts after sending the picture. First, you ruined my life. Then, I hope you never find happiness. And finally, a simple message that was a sign of so much more. Just two words that would change everything. Bye, Mark. Mark immediately tries texting and calling Meredith, but she doesn't respond. I went over there to, because Meredith wasn't responding to me, and I thought, okay, she's angry at me because maybe Janera had said something to her and I needed to smooth it over. So I went over there with the intent of talking to Meredith. Mark rushed to Meredith's house, half expecting to find Janera confronting Meredith about the affair. When Mark arrives, a neighbor tells him that he had heard a commotion from inside the house. Meredith! 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 Mark runs into the house and is faced with his worst nightmare. First, he sees Meredith's body lying face down on her kitchen floor with a pool of blood around her head. He's beside himself, but it only gets worse. Mark looked around and saw Janair's body also laying dead on the kitchen floor. The minute, according to the police and what everyone suspects is the minute Meredith walked into the house, Janair was laying in wait around the corner and she didn't even see it coming. So she died instantly. And then moments later, she shot herself. He runs out of the house and tells the neighbor to call 911 at around 7.05 p.m. The archive dispatcher communication reads, possible DOA, two subjects, caller said there's blood everywhere. The police arrived quickly as this was not a normal call for the Radnor Township Police Department. Sergeant Christopher Fors said that they didn't really receive those types of calls. He said when they arrived on the scene, it was kind of chaotic. There were a lot of officers there. Mark was hyperventilating and paramedics loaded him into the ambulance before taking him to the police station to be questioned. We have two dead bodies, your wife and a colleague that you're having an affair with. 
Did you do it? I found them. You found them? Yeah, I found them. What were you doing there? When did you decide to go to the house? As soon as I got her call at the bar. Back at the police station, Mark is interrogated as a prime suspect for both deaths. He is, after all, the unhappy husband to one victim and the secret boyfriend of the other. The only connection these two women had was Mark. Mark denied having anything to do with the murders. Detectives were skeptical since all signs pointed to him. However, they discovered that Mark was telling the truth when they found the murder weapon under Janair's body as well as a set of car keys that will reveal more details about Janair's plan. The next few weeks would uncover the truth of what led to that fateful night. Meredith Chapman and Janair Gerardo's bodies were found dead on the floor of Meredith's home. Detectives find that Janair is the one responsible, but how did she do it? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mark Dorado's marriage was on the rocks when he fell in love with a younger woman, his boss, Meredith Chapman. He wanted a divorce, but his wife had another plan. A plan that ended with both women dead on the floor in Meredith's kitchen. After detectives cleared Mark, they refocused their investigation on Janair Gerardo. Detectives found the murder weapon, a Taurus Tracker 357 Magnum revolver, under Janair's body. Mark Gerardo was stunned. You have to understand, my wife was the last person who would own a gun. And again, so I, I just couldn't believe it when the police told me there was a gun involved and that she had shot herself and Meredith. It was shocking. Investigative journalist Joe Gardner. Janair was suicidal, and she spent all of her days researching and planning for her revenge. She was especially dangerous because in her mind, she had nothing to lose. It was no secret that Janair was becoming more unstable. Even Mark's divorce attorney warned him that he had to get out of this. She was going to hurt someone. Mark would later tell reporters that Janair had always been intense. The fiery personality that originally attracted Mark to her concerned some of his friends at the time. Mark's longtime friends had told him that marrying Janair would be a mistake. But Janair was his first serious girlfriend, and he was in love. Janair had been working with a counselor who helps women through divorce logistics. Janair fully admitted that she had planted recording devices in her husband's clothes. And the counselor encouraged her to stop recording Mark since she already had everything she needed for the divorce. She warned Janair that she was just pouring salt into her own wounds and that it wasn't healthy to track him. It was killing her. Janair was still unemployed, living in a new city with no support system and her marriage was about to end. She felt alone, became obsessed with tracking her husband to learn the full truth of the affair. She continued to pry, and the information hurt her so badly, she was pushed to her breaking point. Shortly before committing the murder, 
Janair sent an email out to a select number of friends and family outlining what she was about to do. It soon became apparent that she was living a double life. Mark said she started the letter weeks before and she dated her entries. Why did she do it? Simple. It was payback for what he'd done to her. And that's as simple as it gets. The day after the murder, a neighbor came forward with information. They had seen a woman with a trench coat, hat, sunglasses, a presumable wig, and a pair of binoculars parked outside of Meredith's house. The neighbor had thought it was odd, but didn't think to tell the police until they heard that there was an official crime scene in their neighborhood. Detectives found car keys near Janair's body, and they matched to the car that fit the neighbor's description. After some investigating, police discovered that Janera had rented the car weeks before the murder. Mark recognized the car, noting that it had been parked outside their apartment for weeks. He never knew that his own wife was responsible for that car. Detectives search the car and find the trench coat and the other parts of her disguise. After looking at her bank records, they find that she had also opened a secret bank account and credit cards to hide the purchases from her husband. With those accounts, she had bought a whole arsenal of spy equipment. Are you settling in fine? I am, thank you. Okay, that's good. She had purchased audio surveillance equipment, but Mark already knew about that, having found the recorder sewn into his coat. While Mark knew that Janair had been recording him, he didn't know to what extent. Detectives found several notebooks full of hundreds of hours of transcriptions from the recording devices. She had also bought computer hacking software to be able to follow what Mark was doing online. They recovered over 400 images, text messages, and photos that Janair had copied. They also find that Janair had bought a DNA testing kit to use on Mark's clothes, as well as an expensive GPS tracking system that she had planted on both Mark and Meredith's cars. And if all of that wasn't enough, they found that she had purchased a lock picking kit which was key to her plan on April 23rd, 2018. I am curious how much all of this spy equipment and tapping the phones and all of that cost her. Mm. Like, I am curious how much money she put in to this investigation. Well, I think that's the hardest part about losing a job. When you're at home with not much else to do. That's true. It's so daunting. It is so daunting to apply for jobs and you have so much free time. The fact that she had this other thing to be able to obsess over was just not healthy. Yeah. It was not okay. Janair knew that Meredith would be alone because she had emailed Meredith's husband, Luke, about the affair. She already knew he and Meredith had filed for divorce two weeks previous and that Meredith had already moved into a new house by herself. She was alone and vulnerable, which was perfect for Janair's plan. Janair uses the lock-picking kit she had bought to sneak into Meredith's house while she was gone. This part just every single time runs chills up my spine. It's crazy to put yourself into her perspective of like, imagine you're breaking and entering into the mistress's home of your husband. Like, Janair hides in Meredith's empty home for hours hours before meredith comes home yeah like when i come home to my empty home with the door locked i'm not imagining that somebody picked the lock and is waiting inside for me that's true too oh my god 
Janaira sends her final text messages to Mark before shooting Meredith and then herself. A psychotherapist analyzed Janaira's letter and said that she killed Meredith because she couldn't bear losing the love of her life. They went on to say that all of this was done to make him suffer. She was going to be the judge and jury in the scenario of her and her husband's life. Mark and Meredith's affair ended in a murder-suicide. What happened to Mark? And what happened to Meredith's ex-husband, Luke, after the events on April 23rd, 2018? CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. After finding out about her husband's infidelity, Janaira Gerardo murdered Meredith Chapman before turning the gun on herself. Mark and Meredith's ex-husband, Luke, were left to pick up the pieces. Every 13 seconds, a couple gets divorced in America. Researchers have found that more than 41% of first marriages end in divorce. Relationships are full of passion, and that can lead to jealousy, anger, and in the case of Janaira Gerardo, murder. She could not come to terms with the fact that her husband was leaving. She didn't see a future for herself and did the unthinkable. This is law enforcement expert Eldridge Armstrong. While Mark and Janaira's marital issues were well-documented, we do not know much about Meredith and Luke's marriage or divorce. We do know that their divorce decree was submitted two weeks before Meredith's murder. Janaira had reached out to Luke with proof of the affair and that led to Luke filing divorce paperwork. At the time of her death, Meredith Chapman was already back to going by her maiden name, Meredith Sullivan. Luke Chapman's family released a statement following Meredith's murder saying, while her marriage to Luke had come to an end, it was gratifying to know that their separation and divorce was amicable, that they remained friends and confidants and that each of them cared very much for the other. Meredith's death brought upon an interesting issue. What happened to her life insurance policies? Meredith's family did not think that it should go to Luke, since they had already submitted the divorce decree. It was further complicated because Meredith had just moved from Delaware to Pennsylvania after separating from her husband a few weeks before the murder. But due to Delaware and Pennsylvania's revocation upon divorce laws, Luke ended up receiving the insurance payouts. This case received a lot of media attention. Many people came forward to speak about Meredith and how much they loved her. Just days before her death, she had started as assistant vice president of Villanova University. Even after only working with her for a short time, the university spoke about how wonderful she was. Everybody wanted to get an interview with Mark Gerardo. For a long time, he avoided speaking to the media and kept to himself. He stayed on the East Coast for a year before finally moving to get away from all the awful memories. And he moved all the way out to California. Mark kept quiet for over two years and started therapy to work through the trauma. Many thought he would never speak out about that night, but eventually he did. Writing a book titled Irreparable, Three Lives, Two Deaths, One Story, 
that has to be told. Mark said he wrote his book to help prevent anyone else from making the same mistakes he made. While Mark speaks to the complexities of the situation, for the Radnor Township Police Department, it was simple. There were many signs that this affair was going to end in tragedy. Janair had been spying on Mark for months. Everybody who knew her could see that she was not handling the dissolution of her marriage well. Janair even posted on her Nextdoor account, a social media platform that's specifically for neighborhoods, and she posted talking about her divorce. Everybody from old friends to her divorce counselor knew that she was losing control, but nobody could know just how far she would go. While Mark and Janair Gerardo's marriage seemed perfect on the outside, the deeper you looked, the darker it became. Janair was desperate to have some control over the situation. In her eyes, she was enacting justice. In reality, she murdered a promising young woman whose friends described as an amazing person. She could dazzle a room. Mark accepts responsibility for his part of what happened, and coping with it changes from day to day. It's been a roller coaster of emotions between now and then. There are some days that are better than others, and there are days, hours, that I am brought right back to that moment to, to, to relive it. So I'm certainly not comfortable, but I understand, and I'm t- I just know that it's never going to leave me, and it'll be part of my story and part of who I am for the rest of my life. So I'm learning to cope with the shock and the pain that I've been through. Cheating is so awful. Mm-hmm. What it does... You and I have both been cheated on. Slay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what it does to the person. It makes you feel crazy. Yeah. It makes you hate yourself. It makes you feel like you're losing your mind. Especially to have somebody lie to you about it. Yeah. For to months. gaslight to your yeah. face and be like, you're crazy. What are you talking about? Why are you doing this to us? Nothing good comes from cheating. Mark Gerardo's life was forever changed when he applied for a new job online and met Meredith Chapman. Love, jealousy, and deception ran deep and led to absolute tragedy. Stay safe, everyone. I'm Jillian Lee Garner. I'm Courtney Bell. Tune in next week for I Met My Murderer Online.